and welcome to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. Through this show, we hope to provide a resource of education and encouragement for students, parents, and leaders about the revival of Christian values in our community. On A Court of Three Strands, we'll focus on the three foundational strands that make a strong, flourishing Christian culture, the church, the family, and education. We desire to order these things around God's word to advance Christ's kingdom and so glorify him and bless our community. My name is Ron Young, former headmaster at Providence Academy and founder of the Palatine Institute. And I'm Allison Tuttle, a wife and mother and the director of the Palatine Institute. Through our conversations, we look forward to sharing fellowship, knowledge, and practical wisdom for his glory here on A Court of Three Strands podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, and welcome back to A Court of Three Strands, the Palatine Institute's podcast on creating Christian culture. This is episode four of season six, and today we are discussing the third commandment, which addresses uh, the misuse of God's name. That's right. The misuse of God's name. Um, Again, we're we're looking at uh, how, if if our culture is going to be Christian, we we need to be obeying the moral laws of God. And um, one of the big things I, th- I think is going to help us is especially episode four here. Don't misuse God's name. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and it'll become more clear as we, <laughs> as we talk about it. Yeah. All, all the commandments, by the way. But, but this, this is a doozy because I think it happens a lot. So, Allison, what is the third commandment? The third commandment is this. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. And what is required in the third commandment? The third commandment requires the holy and reverent use of God's names, titles, attributes, ordinances, word, and works. Yes. Okay, so just to, to be clear here, so God does have a name, right? He revealed his name to, the, to us in his word. Um, in English, we would say, I am who I am, or I am, um, Yahweh is our best guess at how to pronounce his name. And, um, and, and that's the name that God has given to his people. But then in Jesus, his name is the one that's been given to us. Mm-hmm. So our, we come to the father through Jesus, the son, and, and we pray in the name of Jesus, this is, this is our big thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, so the idea is it says not to take the name of the Lord, our God in vain. Um, that is, we, we can't misuse it. Right. So if we invoke the name of Jesus or we invoke a title like God, God is a title. Mm-hmm. Christ, that's a title. Messiah, right? Uh, or his attributes, you know, holy, you know, when we say holy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a breaking of the commandment, right? So, um, you know, we have we have people, that, and this has been a big discussion in, in my own family, and we've, we've had to talk about it with lots of kids at, 
you know, Providence Academy even and, and with adults. Um, so the name Jesus is not a word to take in vain. So there have been people who have altered the name and said like, geez, right? Mm-hmm. The question is, is that, is that then, or saying gosh, instead of God. And the, and the intent might be, well, I don't want to misuse the name or the title God. Mm-hmm. And so I'll say gosh, mm-hmm. or I don't want to misuse the name Jesus. And I'll say, geez. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Allison? I say those things. Yeah. Do you feel convicted or do you think that's okay? Um, I think, I don't know. I have to think about it. Yeah. I, it's not that this is not a new thing for me yeah. to think about, but um, I don't say them with the intent. It's not like a conscious, like I'm not going to say the Lord's name in vain. So I'm going to say Jesus instead of Jesus, yeah. you know? Yeah. But um, maybe because of the history of the word, I just need to stop using it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's kind of where I've come because our culture has become so blasphemous. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, um, cause I, it's the names are used all the time. Right. It's not even right. The OMGs, mm-hmm. right. We, we can't, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, every, every word of exclamation is breaking of the third commandment, it seems. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and when we just alter it a little bit, it just feels like it's just, I'm just trying to be like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just, a, it's an odd one. I mean, again, it's a conversation and uh, the conversation we had in our house is like, we don't even want to use the alternative. You just come up with, we just have to come up with a different word. Rats. Rats. That's a good one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a difficult thing, right? I don't. So here's an, an some explanation, ex, exclamation, exclamation. I could talk right. Um, might be appropriate, mm-hmm. you know. Oh my goodness, you know. Oh my God, and and I'm using. I'm trying to use that as an. I hope that wasn't in vain. That the but the idea is, you know, you, there's an announcement of something that's good. Yeah, and you proclaim, oh my goodness, because that's kind of pointing to God. Yes, right. So there's that's not using it in vain. But when you're carelessly using it, that's in vain. Right. And we, sh- we need to watch ourselves and mm-hmm. watch the way we talk and the way we, right. And this, and it's, and it's hard, especially because most Americans have been habituated, habituated. How do you say it? I think so. Wow. Habituated. We're struggling today. I know. Right. <laughs> We're tired. <laughs> <laughs> habituated. VBS week, yeah, right? Yeah. But habituated for, to, to uh, take the name, name of the Lord. In vain, yeah, to, to misuse it, and to just be so so casual with our language, just in general, yeah, yeah, and 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 it is the um, the requirement when it says here the the holy and reverent use of God's names, the titles, attributes, and ordinances, words and works. Um, you see that it's it's a it's a lot of things mm-hmm. that we shouldn't that we shouldn't take in vain. But there are also appropriate ways to to do it. And so we don't want to shy away from the appropriate use of his name 
uh, his attributes, his titles, his ordinances, words, and works. Right. Because like the Jewish people wouldn't yeah. even write out Yahweh. Yes. Right. Like they would spell it Y-H-W-H. Yes. Correct. Or they would, they would use uh, Lord. Okay. Some other word. Yeah. In well, fact, our Bibles to this day don't ever put Yahweh. They'll put in all caps, Lord. Uh-huh. So when you say, see Lord, all caps. That's what that is. That, that's Yahweh, the name of God. And if it's um, capital L and then lowercase Lord, it's usually Adonai, which is also Lord, but it's mm-hmm. a, a different name or title for God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's the idea of not, of not being careless with his Right. With his name. And yet we're instructed to invoke him using his name, mm-hmm. which is, it makes it much more convenient for us as Christians because of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we pray in his name. We're labeled by his name. We take on his name. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, and it's, we're found in him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, there's something about that name. Yeah. <laughs> so what is in a name? Yeah. Talk about that, Simran. Um, it, it, it's, it's almost more than just, a representative of the person it it has this idea of of the invocation of his reality mm-hmm. right so um you know god is present with us right and so we can and when we call his name he's here mm-hmm. so he's here already but there's this ability that we have this it's a it's a i won't say it's a power it is i mean it's a it's a blessing mm-hmm. right I, I don't know if, do you remember the the parable of the prodigal son yeah and as soon as the prodigal son comes the father comes and you know wants to have the feast for him but he he's like quick and he puts on his robe and his his sandals and stuff and he gives him this ring mm-hmm. and this this idea of a signet ring is that he, as his son, is able to, um, yeah, formalize documents. Formalize in documents. His name. His oh, name. The yeah. power of his father's name has been bestowed to him. Mm-hmm. Right, and and that's a, a picture of what it means to be in Christ. Mm-hmm. So we, our signet ring is the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. and we can call upon him, and he's here. It's a, it's a very serious thing. And so when we're using it in vain, like that's, that's horrible. Like we must not understand yeah. what this means. Yeah. It's like mockery or. Yeah. It's uh-huh. triteness. Yeah. It's triteness. It's not reverence. It's not, you know, and that's our whole culture also. We love to mock serious things and to, to think and to hold things as being trite. Right. Um. So we, we can't use it in vain. It, let, let's go down. Uh, uh, I'm going to jump to uh, the, the larger catechism real quick. Mm-hmm. So the larger catechism uh, is question 112. Yep. What is required in the third commandment? The third commandment requires that the name of God, his titles, attributes, ordinances, the word, sacraments, prayer, oaths, vows, lots, his works, and whatever else there is by which he makes himself known, be treated as holy and reverently used in thought, meditation, word, and writing, 
by a profession of faith accompanied by holiness and a consistent lifestyle to the glory of God and the good of ourselves and others. Okay. I want to point out one as evangelical Protestants in America in the 21st century, we don't send a reverence anything, right? I, I will tell you it's just, um, okay, this is going to sound horrible, but I just need to say it out loud. And I know people are going to rehear this and then they're going to feel guilty. They'll probably email me and it's, it's, and this is all good because I want you to feel guilty about it. But I, I will say, you know, ahead, when I was headmaster at Providence Academy and the, the kids know how to obey and they're reverent. And when they walk into chapel, they walk in reverently, they sit on the chairs, they stand to sing, they, they do those things. When we're together as a group under the authority of the teachers and, and such, you, you see this constantly. Mm-hmm. But then we'll have an event, and that event might be at someone's church, Jacob's Well, uh, uh, First Church um, that the, uh, used to be First Assembly, um, or others. And, and so I have families with their kids there for an event. They're not under the authority of the, parent, of the teachers and stuff. They're with their parents. Mm-hmm. And the event gets over, and these kids are running around like wild banshees in the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. They're climbing over the furniture. They're running up on the stage. They're do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's the most irreverent thing I've ever seen. I can't believe it. And I've, my wife and I, I yell at kids. I mean, this is, I don't want that to be a reputation, but like, if that needs to be the reputation, that needs to be the reputation. This is a church. This is God's home. This is where these sacred things occur. And they're running around like it's, a playground. Mm-hmm. And then the question is like, if you were at my house, would you run around on the furniture and jump on things? Mm-hmm. Some of them would say, yeah, well, I tell you not to, mm-hmm. but most of them would go, no, I'd never do that. Well, why would, why would this be okay? Why would running up on the pew and jumping over it be okay? Mm-hmm. Like it's just crazy. But part of that is just the, is it's our culture has gone far, so far South. We don't, we don't have a way of distinguishing between holy and profane, mm-hmm. something that's set apart for the use of God versus the something that's not, mm-hmm. right. Um, you know, and, and this is a, a, a dream of mine, I think, is that we, we begin to understand that that's like, we call this the sanctuary. <laughs> Because sanctus means holy. This is the place set apart for the worship of God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while our church is growing and we have need for space, I am I understand that's fine. We clear out the chairs and we mark it off so that we can have a WANA or, you know, BBS, yes. you know, that yeah. type of thing. This is, this is great. But then when it's brought back and it's used as a sanctuary, once again, there's a way we should enter the way we should be respectful. Right. And mm-hmm. you're, you're going up and, um, and, and the, the use of the items within it for the worship of God should be treated as something set apart for that worship. Mm-hmm. But here's, here's the part that's even more convicting. And that's the last part of that larger catechism. 
by a profession of faith accompanied by holiness and a consistent lifestyle to the glory of God and the good of ourselves and others. So this name Jesus has been put on me, Mm -hmm. right? Christian, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? Literally uh, a follower of Christ is what Christian means. And so I have that name now, that title or name on me. I'm a Jesus guy. If I'm not living in a way that is that follows that profession of faith, accompanied by this uh, by a, a holiness and a consistent lifestyle that shows that I am belong to Him, that I am taking His name in vain. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a constant thing. I I am a Christian. I belong to Jesus, my Savior. I have to live a life accordingly. And not profane his name by acting like a jerk. Mm-hmm. And when I do act like a jerk, because I do, I need to repent, right? Yep. And and get back to that consistent and holy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We we can't. This, so this is this is where if if our culture changes um, to reevangelize the world, this is one of the biggest things. We begin to take the name of God seriously. The name that his that we now possess, um, as Christian, mm-hmm. and to live a life that's holy, and it's for the glory of God and the good of ourselves and others, mm-hmm. and others, right? And and that's that's an important thing. But how do we how how can we take ourselves seriously if we don't take the things of God seriously? Yeah. Right, and that's the big that's the big question for us. So, um, what are the reasons back to, back to the, um, um, shorter catechism, mm-hmm. um, what is uh, question 56? What is the reason added to the third commandment? The reason added to the third commandment is that although breakers of this commandment may escape punishment from men, the Lord, our God will not allow them to escape his righteous judgment. Yeah. Yeah. So we might be, you, you might take misuse God's name and no one notices or no one cares, but guess who does care? Yeah. The Lord, the Lord does. And the one who he notices, um, I mean, I, I imagine, um, uh, ladies and gentlemen in the, in the audience. So I'm, you know, I'm a dad. And uh, my children all bear my name. And it is such a blessing when you hear people talk about, oh, I knew that one must be a young because, and they tell you all this good stuff. Mm -hmm. The horrible thing is to have like, oh, another young. Well, they're bearing my name. And if that name is a disgrace in my community, Mm -hmm. you know, what's that say about me? Yeah. If you're a Christian, that name should mean something. And when the community thinks, oh, good, a Christian is running for office, or a Christian is going to be the teacher or principal or, right, that's how it should be. Mm -hmm. And not, oh, that guy's a Christian? Oh, great, right? Mm 
Mm-hmm. What is our what is our lifestyle and the way we live our lives? Tell other people about the God who saved us. Mm-hmm. That's that's the big thing. God is not going to be mocked. Mm-hmm. He, he might take us to the woodshed <laughs> to, just to keep on with the analogy. Yes. If, yes. if that's a young and is not uh, <laughs> not going along. So anyway, um, it. This third commandment is a is a a big deal. Um, in the in the recovery of a Christian culture, I think this commandment really needs to be um, talked about, um, practiced. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it it's a it's a marker of how we're set apart, and we should be identifiable as a people. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I don't think we're running after other gods that much. Mm-hmm. I think, um, Alice and I had a conversation earlier about how often people talk about, you know, don't make things out of it into idols. Right. As you know, and yet often what they're talking about are actually good things. Right. Like you your know, kids or your kids don't make your kids an idol or don't make your family an idol or don't make your work an idol. Well, I, I hate that language because it, you might be um, misordering your loves or you might be spending too much time in it. We'll talk about it that way mm-hmm. um, because these are good things that God has made and we're supposed to be spending a lot of time sp- caring for them, caring for them, doing things with right? born with them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if, if something's a real idol, I need to get rid of it. Right. Well, I'm not going to get rid of my family. Right. I'm not going to get rid of my work. Right. I got, I got it. So, so that, that use of idol, you know, what needs to happen is, is there needs to be a proper ordering of things. And what is that proper ordering comes from has to do with our desires. Desires are usually um, molded by culture and by things. So if, if this is our big, you know, our, our hearts are idol factories or, you know, we, we misorder things all the time. Um, perhaps, you know, commandment three might be the big one. Mm-hmm. If if we began to take it more seriously, to reverence God in His name and the things His His attributes, His ordinances, His word and His work, and then understand that I've taken on that name mm-hmm. and I need to represent right to right, the world to the world. Yeah, um, I think that 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 would probably do a lot to lessen the the sinning going on in one and two. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's a big, it's a big deal. Um, if, and, and it is something we will always grow in. Yes. Correct. Correct. Like we will never obtain perfection, which doesn't mean we ought not to strive in that direction, but yeah. it is an area where you are always growing. We yeah. should always be growing. Yeah. Yeah. You and I have, have read books that you, you see the seriousness in which people take God, um, in the walking into the church service, mm-hmm. you know, to be, and, and, um, you know, it, it, and there's such a, a draw to that a, and you, you, you yearn for that. Yeah. A, a culture where we're there. I, I will say I've, I've been to several, um, Catholic funerals, Catholic masses, and there, there's just something about 
walking in and seeing older people genuflect as they walk in and they go and in preparation they put the kneelers down they're kneeling in prayer silently mm-hmm. waiting yeah right and then um and then when when the service is over they come out they genuflect towards the altar they come back and just again before they leave they genuflect again mm-hmm. and there's just something about that that you just go that's good Mm-hmm. This recognition of honor, right? So yeah. my my sons have taken Taekwondo and my daughters too. My family, I get all my kids Taekwondo, and they have this way in which they bow and they straighten their arms in front of them as a token of respect. And so anytime they and they take their shoes off. So anytime they're walking into a dojo, they'll take off their shoes and they'll. They'll bow and and do this thing, and then when they're meeting an opponent, they do that to each other, mm-hmm. and they'll do it. Then they'll do it to the master in front of the right. You know, there's this. It's just this culture of respect and honor, and um, I think that's one of the appealing things to martial arts. Yeah, is this cultivation? You're doing these these things that are in in some ways a little dangerous and in and good, and there's this culture of honor that's being brought about mm-hmm. right recently uh, jordan peterson had had the statement about you know how do the meek inherit the earth right that's mm-hmm. jesus's statement the beatitudes the meek shall inherit the earth and he talks about meekness as being in control mm-hmm. right so the meek inherit the earth when men are dangerous and can wield a sword mm-hmm. but they keep in their sheath mm-hmm. and and there's this sense in which if we're going to build um a Christian society, a Christian culture that, that we become the men and women who have this honor and it is an honor to have the name of Jesus on us. Mm-hmm. I'm Christian and, and to live a life that shows that honor to his glory and our neighbor's good. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, I think a, a big part of what needs to happen. Yeah.